Welcome to the latest episode of Mentors at Your Benchside. I'm Adam Paulson, and today we're going to cover some advice provided by Nick Oswald, the founder of Bitesize Bio, in which he asks if it's worth doing a PhD after a master's. Is it worth doing a PhD? This is a question that probably plagues every research student at some point in their career. The decision to pursue a PhD after getting your master's degree is a difficult one. A PhD is a huge undertaking, emotionally, mentally, and financially. It takes three to four years to complete, during which time you're on a pretty basic stipend. Okay, you're poor. You also need the ability to continually motivate yourself through the times when your experiments are not working, which is probably most of the time. Oh, and you might not see as much of your friends and family as you'd like, especially when you're writing up your thesis. People pursue PhDs for a variety of reasons. Some know from the start that they want to run labs at a university. Some feel pressure to go for the top degree in their field. Some see it as a natural progression after receiving their masters. And some continue on in academia because they just don't know what to do next. For all, it's a highly personal decision, but one that shouldn't be taken lightly. During Nick's undergraduate degree, he had the opportunity to work in a research laboratory as part of a summer vacation scholarship. The PhD student supervising him on a day-to-day -day basis gave him a really useful piece of advice. Don't do a master's or a PhD just for the sake of doing one. She encouraged him to thoroughly explore his options and not to merely drift into a postgraduate course just because he didn't know what else to do. So is it worth doing a PhD? The following questions might help you to decide. Firstly, is it worth doing a PhD to pursue your chosen career path? Not every job requires a PhD for you to be successful. In fact, many do not. If you're not planning to stay in academia long term, then a PhD may be of no additional benefit to you. Picture the type of job you'd like to have once you're finished with your education. There's a handy um, article that lists some options, and there's a link to that article in the episode description. Having a PhD might also give you an edge over other candidates and help you to secure a position, even if a PhD is not required for a particular job. However, it can also work against you, to potentially making you overqualified and less likely to get the job. Have a career discussion with as many people as possible to get different opinions and viewpoints. Try to talk to people who have chosen a variety of career paths. Also, talk to people who have done or are doing a PhD. Their experience and insight can be invaluable. Right, the next question. Have you explored other options? For example, like gaining experience in industry or working in a laboratory as a research assistant or technician. It's hard to make a clear-headed decision when you're caught up in the middle of things. Sometimes it's better to take a step back and pursue an option without making a multi-year commitment. Working as a research assistant in an academic laboratory for a year or so is a great way to figure out if you enjoy working in the academic environment, and more specifically within a particular laboratory. This kind of experience should confirm if doing a PhD is right for you. You might also ask, have you found a supervisor or a topic? Remember that you'll be committing to both a topic and supervisor for three to four years. A good PhD supervisor is worth their weight in gold, and finding a good mentor should be a priority. And there's a link to an article about that in the episode description. 
Furthermore, you need to be passionate about your research topic to motivate you during the tremendously tough times. Make sure you work on something you care about. Consider too the support of family and friends. Talk to your support network, in other words, your friends and family. They are the ones that you will rely on heavily while doing your PhD for emotional support. Your parents might um, also be a source of financial support. If you're looking for further advice, make sure to check out our article on pointers for PhD students. There's a link to that in the episode description. If you're sure that a PhD is the right move for you, you can search for PhDs in biological and medical sciences to find the right PhD to suit you. And there's also a link to that search in the episode description. And finally, a major consideration, can you afford to do a PhD? Doing a PhD can be costly. There are many fees and you'll need to be able to live. So factor in rent, food and bills too. Depending on where you live and plan on studying, you may be able to get a grant or stipend to help you cover the costs. If you're considering working on the side, note that this might not be feasible. Often PhD work is more than a full-time job, leaving little room um, for earning on the side. That said, there might be options for paid work as part of your PhD, for example as a teaching assistant. Remember those helpful people during your lab practical? They were probably PhD students. In addition, you need to factor in what you'll be missing out on compared with entering the workforce. You'll most likely not be contributing to a pension or retirement fund or other benefits of a full-time job, for example, healthcare. You also need to consider that if you plan on leaving academia after a PhD, you may still be on an entry-level salary and therefore be several years behind where you could have been if you had not done a PhD. So that's it. All the best for your career, whatever decision you make. Um, check out the episode description uh, for links to related articles and resources and subscribe to get more advice and help from mentors at your bedside. Are you always on the go, but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research? Well, look no further than Listen In, the podcast from Bite Size Bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format. With webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy. With Listen In, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.